0: You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. Welcome to Ranger Things. We are recording on Saturday, July 22nd, 2023. I'm Carlo Montagnino, and I'm joined, as always, by Brendan Lyons. Howdy! Brendan's on the road, so he'll he'll be in and out here. Also, as always, Dave Pacheco. Greetings, fellow Ranger fans. I hope you're having a lovely day. And today we're covering a few... Topics, uh, not much about the Rangers, but kind of like the peripheral around the Rangers. It's a slow newsweek. Um, but yeah, as always, you could visit us on Rangerthingspodcast.com. You could follow us on Twitter at RangerThings23 and subscribe to the show using the podcast service of your choice. Also, here's a new line: don't forget to leave a rating and maybe a review. Five stars are pr- appreciated. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Um this first topic is very Ranger-centric. Um, what the hell is the holdup with Lafreniere's deal? We know the amount of money they have. Why isn't he signing yet? What's going on here? Is it is it just slow because it's the summer they're taking their time? Or is there is something brewing here that we need to be concerned about? Well, I honestly think, well, maybe I
1: hope more so that nothing is brewing. But you never know with this uh, new administration with the jur- the jewelry plan. I'd like to think that uh, Lafreniere is a part of that. You know, given all the uh, changes behind the bench, and and you know, you know, in in the same breath, it's it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if there was some wheeling and dealing going on, or at least throwing out feelers throughout the league to see uh, the interest in Lafreniere and the. Uh, the expectation of what whatever can come back and return.
0: You think they're shopping him around? Is, is that what you're saying?
1: I, I don't think they're actively shopping him. I think it's more of a, let's just, let's just see what's going on. What's the scuttlebutt going around the, uh, the NHL or, or more, more, more importantly, as all the teams are retooling, you know, their rosters and where he would best fit or, uh, who can come back to, uh, Fit in a, in a in a good role for the Rangers, like like we said last week. I don't want that to happen, but it's not out of the realm of uh, possibility.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever comes back, it's got to be super affordable or just pure picks because we can't really afford much else. I think my my t- my my uh, theory is that they're waiting to see the, he's going to sign late. The, end the camp start, the first round of cuts, who's going to A, um, build up that cap space and get him a bigger contract closer to three. I think that's what we're waiting for. That would be um, excellent. But, you know, but again, it's still it's only going to be a two year deal. He's not getting more than that. Like, cool. I, I can't see him getting signed for a bigger deal because, again, the cap's going up. He's going to be. I mean, he's probably worth more than three in the eyes of people who have the money to pay. For sure.
1: And the only th- thing I can I can possibly, you know, speculate on is that what if they're trying to move him with Goudreau as, like, a you know, as a piece. So, you know, Lafreniere would be the centerpiece and Goudreau would be, like, the please take him off our hands piece. And... <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that makes much sense. It, I mean, really? you know, it's like a, addition.
0: It's that's like trying to add by subtracting. But that no, that be. I mean, that by, that's interesting because like we have. I don't know. I don't know. No.
2: I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't think Drury's actively trying to move Lafreniere. I think they both know they're good, like Drury knows he's going to get the deal. He's going to get the deal done. Lafreniere knows the deal is going to get done. I think there's a small chance that Drury is slow playing it to leave open the potential to take phone calls because you know that's his job taking phone calls and I'm sure phone calls will come in on Lafreniere and they'll stop the second incident so that's I think I think even that is a reach I think they want Lafreniere to stick around uh I don't I don't know if he'll get much more than two five. I don't think that's the issue. I think the only thing that could be, the only talks that could be holding things up right now are less about money and term and more about role, potentially. Like, philosophical conversations, like, if I do ink a bridge deal here, am I going to get the opportunity to play hockey? You know, maybe there's some of those talks going on between Dr- uh, between Drury and Lafreniere's agent, but I don't think it has anything to do with money or term. But you know that's that that's just my
0: opinion. Well, I mean the Rangers are at two point three now, right? So they do still need to like clear a little bit of space here to to get a deal done for Lafreniere. Um, but you know, actually, you, you bring a good point up. Like, I think, you know, at least the the Ranger fan sphere that's on the internet, they are really putting a lot of pressure on Lafreniere and Caco. To, like, kind of, like, they have to... The Rangers will only be good if these two guys are good. Like, I have heard this a million times. And I think that's insane. I Um, think it's partially true, but I
2: agree with you. For the most part, it's a little bit fucking insane. Because, like, why can't Zabanajad and Panarin and Kreider and Trocek also be good?
0: Right. And it's also not on the the kids to be good if they're not getting minutes. It's on them to take advantage of the time they have, absolutely. But it's not... The the team is not going to live or die with them. Like it never no, has, right, and it never will.
2: Right now, the core is Panarin, Sabanajad, Kreider. I'll, I'll say Trocheck, Fox, Truba, Eagle. That's the core of this team. And if that core shows up in the playoffs, lights out. It's yeah. It doesn't really matter what the kids do or not, you know. But that core needs to show up. We didn't get, you know, the de- we didn't get bounced by the Devils because Lafreniere didn't have a good series. We also, but at the same time, a large part of our success in the year prior's run was because of that kid line. So yeah. I do understand to some degree when people are like, "Oh, we need these kids to show up. We want to be good," but really, we need Zibanejad to not disappear. We need Panarin to not disappear. Right. Uh even if Caco and Lafreniere were the players we wanted them to be right out of the gate, they still weren't going to be Zabanajad and Mika at this point in their career. Right. You know, you look at even a team like the Devils. Jack uses exactly what Devils fans wanted Jack used to be. He's still not Timo. You know, it's that's going to take some years. You know that's why they brought in a guy like Timo. That's
1: why they brought in a guy like Toffoli. Yeah, you, you need you need that experience, you need that exposure, and you need to build that man strength.
0: And they, they they don't have the man strength yet. Well, Laffordier, like actually, brother, you mentioned it last week he got that jam now. Once he gets that man strength on, oh boy, he's gonna be trouble.
1: Well, the thing I liked about Kako, too, and and talking about um Rangers we missed last week. If you didn't tune into the episode, you should. Um, very, very much shades of of Kovalov every now and again, with with, with his size now, Kako. I mm-hmm. mean, their last names both start with a K. <laughs> they both got good hands, like ridiculous hands.
0: Blonde.
1: They're blonde, <laughs> yes, and blue eyes. You know, so there's a lot going for him right there. He's, you know, he's got <laughs> big skates to fill, and I think he can do it. Maybe, maybe what's happening right now. Is Drury is putting together some
2: sort of monster package to bring in the piece of all uh, the piece that everybody's after this year, Eric Carlson. Oh,
1: maybe oh maybe that's
2: behind the scenes right now. Maybe that maybe uh, and I'm the hot take gonna, machine. Yeah. If one if I have to listen to one more talking head on Twitter say something along the lines of everyone is holding their breath waiting to find out where Ek65 is going to land nobody cares about where Eric Carlson is going he's just going to be the same bad defense no matter where he goes
0: all right so we're diving right into it that was our next topic Brendan <laughs> so Eric Carlson you know there's a trade coming he actually has been confirmed speaking with Pittsburgh Carolina Seattle and Toronto um odds are he ends up on one of those teams Brendan I agree with you I don't I don't Eric Carlson's an offensively gifted. Player, he is That's a right. he's a shit defenseman, <laughs> and really, like, you know, frankly, the o- he he's only going to improve Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's the only I team don't... that will benefit from having him on the team. Everyone yeah. else, yeah.
1: And yo, know, the funny thing is that uh is that uh, Toronto's been is is been talking about getting a post tree. Who the fuck they're gonna have to trade Nylander, which I think they're gonna move on from him. They I have to vote from Nylander before they even start talking about cars, right? Right, like, they and they're, the, they're defensive to the, Toronto has nothing but defensive woes since I don't know the last twenty years <laughs> yeah. or so. You know, so I don't think this is the right direction for them to be going. But you know what? I could care. I couldn't care less. I should say <laughs> because fuck Toronto. I hope they never win another cup. Toronto is
0: eight. Almost nine million over the cap right now.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. They, they are they are one they are one Nylander over the cap,
0: and they haven't even signed. No, it right no, now. it's no. They need it's a Neilander plus, like Neilander is only at seven, so it's they're in they're in trouble.
1: Yeah, they'd have to move like Neilander and I don't know TJ Brody who at five mil, you know, but then you know Riley Morgan, but. He's probably their most serviceable defenseman besides, I don't know, Jake McCabe. <laughs> like
0: well, Klingberg's good. I think Klingberg, I mean Klingberg's. Klingberg's good.
1: solid, yeah, but you would have basically one, two serviceable defensemen on that Toronto team.
0: Like as far as yeah. you know, in the defensive as far as
2: like the the ability to play defense.
0: Yeah, right, 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 right. You don't want to add but- Carlson to that mix because whatever you're giving up is actual defense.
1: Or is or is their plan to to have a a strong offense and have nothing put up eleven goals a game? But I mean, what I don't understand is is that like they already have one of the
2: the most high powered offenses in the league. Look, Eric Carlson is perceived as a good hockey player because I don't know. I feel like these are my two biggest tropes. One, this is a stupid league run by stupid people and observed by stupider people, yeah. uh, and then.
0: Two. Present company excluded.
2: Yeah, and then two, something that we've talked about before, like we, we talked about air or other high-end draft picks, somebody has to score the points. Yeah. Eric Carlson plays on a dog-shit San Jose team. Even though they're dog-shit, somebody's still going to score the points. Yeah. Eric Carlson played on, a, with the exception of one season, a dog-shit Ottawa team but somebody has to score the points. You know, this is what we talked about when we compared Lafreniere to every other first-round draft.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, typically, these high-end hockey players go to dog shit teams, but somebody's going to score the points, and it's typically them. And that's who Eric Carlson is. What do you,
1: how, what do you guys think about uh, the possibility of, what if Toronto's trying to work a three-way deal with San Jose and Anaheim? to get John Gibson out of Anaheim to get a, to get a good goaltender, but you know, behind and then
2: move Eric Carlson to Anaheim.
1: No, 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 no. Where they would be getting Gibson from Anaheim and Carlson from San Jose. And they'll send like something like Neilander, uh, Matt Murray back to Anaheim to give, to give to, first of all, Matt Murray's cap hit is like 4.6. Mm-hmm. So it's almost equal to John, uh, to Gibson's. And, uh, you know, because if a goalie's unhappy in a place, you know it's it's not going to be good. And then I don't know. then they'd have to unload Nylander to like San Jose, and then you know maybe something else to sweeten the pot. Well, definitely something else to sweeten the pot. This is like a, it's a lot of moving parts. It I, it is. I'm
2: yeah. I'm secretly hoping that Carolina is about to blow it up to try to bring in Carlson, and then they just immediately drop third place in the division.
0: So Carlson they bring Carlson in to play with Burns.
2: They hate each other. So perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bring Carlson here. Let them let the two of them fight over power play time. Let the locker room drama begin in what is probably one of the tightest locker rooms in the league. And then, you know, the Devils will slide up at the first place of the division and get to play the Islanders in the first round. And we'll we get to beat Carolina. Round. And at least we'll get to see a second round burn before the devils kick our dicks in again.
0: Oh, uh, you know what? I don't Stop give a shit. I think I think the best and funniest scenario is Carlson the Pittsburgh. They get marginally better only because Letang isn't like hanging on by a thread anymore. He has some support back there. Okay, everyone's hopes get up. They're gonna and make they still one last them. push. For this this team, this course has one last chance. They brought in Eric Carlson, and they completely missed the playoffs by a hundred points. Because the Pittsburgh sucks; they're old, they're slow. Carlson is not going to make Carlson is not going to make them faster. And if, the, and if Carlson wants any
1: chance of winning a cup, why would he go to Pittsburgh? That's the other thing. Where, where <laughs> is where does
0: he have a chance to win a cup? Right of the teams that he's, I would
1: say Vegas
0: is the only place he's got a shot of.
1: Well. Isn't, isn't the Kraken talking to them?
0: Yeah, Seattle. I, really, I,
1: really I mean,
0: the they they have watch. the cap space. They, oh God, I would mean, And then, you know what? They could use that star power. They could use that star power. That's going to
1: bring in a lot a lot more revenue, a lot more pay, a, lot a lot of jerseys. Excited. No, I mean, you know, their power play is pretty – Seattle's
2: a very good five-on-five team, and they could use some juice on the power play, and he would definitely bring that. Uh and they definitely, they definitely do have the, you know, they're for real on the blue, you know, so they could, they could survive a, a, a hit like him on the blue line and still have a decent defensive
0: But where squad, does he play? So. Where does he play? Uh, well, where I in don't I don't know.
2: It's
0: an expensive second, second pairing.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. I just hope it doesn't happen.
0: So. The only other team, the the two contenders, like real, realistically, from this, or Carolina and Toronto, right? Toronto, it's like I cannot see that happening. There's no unless they gut their team. Um, oh no, just Nylander and probably two other defensemen, and then Carolina. Like I, I think Carolina is probably the only fit that makes sense for Carlson. But I think Pittsburgh will be very aggressive in trying to get him because I think Pittsburgh is desperate. They'll go bankrupt. They'll go if they have another bad season. They're gonna they're just gonna go bankrupt again. Like that city sucks.
2: Yeah, really. What's gonna happen is they're gonna have another bad season or two, and they're gonna start going bankrupt, and then they're just gonna be gifted the the next generational talent. Like Connor McDavid will ask out and put a bid. <laughs> that's what'll end up
0: happening. I don't know about that. I think I think that I, I think. Bettman has moved on from Pittsburgh. I think they've had their run. They had their chance. They have everything. Well, they, he's done everything he could for them at this point.
2: You could have, you could have said that after the Yager Mario years, and he, you know, he still he gifted them Malkin and Crosby. Well, they were going bankrupt again. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to go bankrupt again after after Crosby and Malkin.
0: I can't wait for Crosby's one season on the Rangers. It's going to be sick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to buy that jersey. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I definitely, definitely buy Ed Crosby Rangers. 100%. <laughs> I, I,
1: I'm out, though. That's a no for me. All
0: right. Well, sorry, you're going to miss the gravy train there. Um, <laughs> all right, so I think Eric Carlson, I think we've said enough. Uh, unless anyone has anything to throw in now. Uh, the, the only thing is that I just I – hope,
2: I hope that Carolina is stupid enough to try to make that work and bring him to Carolina – because they think that's what they need And they just slip into irrelevancy Where All they right. belong
0: Well I and mean that's that's No no NHL team belongs in irrelevancy But uh oh, I can think of quite a few Except the NHL Atlanta Fratchers
2: Yeah I think you know Carolina is irrelevant
1: I think
2: Arizona Is irrelevant
1: That's some low hanging fruit I right there
2: Anna. Anaheim's
0: irrelevant. Once they changed from the Angeles Mighty Ducks, that was it.
2: Dallas is irrelevant.
0: The trend here. So, Brendan, you want to market? You want to? You want to market? Up, up, you, you, you want to market the NHL to have to be successful, but you want to eliminate half of the country from having teams. It's like you can't have it both ways, dude. I'm not going to reply to that. Okay, so let's let's move on. Um, All right. How about this? Okay, there's a lot of rumblings on the internet, which we all know is just a waste of time anyway. But people are thinking that Columbus might have a year here. right? They have Fantilli, Babcock's a coach, Liney and Goudreau, you can never count them out. They picked up Provorov. What do we think here about Columbus? Can they get? A, can they get out of the basement of the Metro? Can they? Can they be a bubble team? Can they make the playoffs? Can
2: Mike Babcock mentally and physically abuse this roster into being a
1: bubble team? <laughs> uh, signs point to yes. In in, in conventional psychology, I think that that is certainly a, a possibility. A mind over matter situation, but I. A, barring a miracle, barring some insane like trades they pull off, I don't, I don't see that. I don't. I just don't see it happening. May, maybe they'll they'll compete, but with with Buffalo coming up, they're you know, was Buffalo well, not going to make it? Like well, I think they, they have a, a better shot, significantly better shot than Columbus.
2: We do need to consider that Columbus did was pretty injury riddled last year. I think. Everybody expected more out of Columbus after the Goudreau signing. Like I think a lot of people forget that Johnny Goudreau's there, Trovarev is there now. Patrick Line still there. You know, there's a pretty solid chance that we might be in our in the Fantilli era. You know, is it? It might be Fantilli time. This kid might be for real. Uh, I think there's a lot of question marks in net, but you know, they might be one John Gibson away from being a bubble team.
0: Ooh. Well, I'll say this, all right? I mean, everything you said, I agree with 100%, right? Goudreau's there, Lainey's there. is a little bit of a head case. I don't think that him and Babcock are going to work well together. I think I could see it already. Fantilli, all the reports coming out of their camp is that this guy is the real fucking deal. This guy is. Not only is he the best player on the ice, not only is he doing everything that he needs to do, head and shoulders above everyone else, he's think after after the whistle and he's picking up pucks for everybody. This kid yeah, is I, I, he the future of the Blue Jackets. Fantilli. This is him.
2: I think hot take inbound. I think Fantilli has a better year than Bedard. Not because I think Fantilli's better than Bedard, but there's no expectation for Fantilli to put an original six franchise on his back. Yep. And and you know, Bedard's I mean they they are they're already there's already side by sides with Bedard and Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid's the greatest hockey player to ever lace them up. Ever. Yeah. And people are already comparing this kid who's never played a pro game with him. That's a lot of that's a lot to live up to. Fantilli has none of that pressure. None of it. And I think he's just gonna go off in Columbus.
0: Yeah, I I think Fantilli's a good ad. I think that the what's really gonna help Columbus more than like any decision they've actually made, you know, is the the division, right? Like, look at you. Know, right now, looking ahead of them, Philadelphia, Washington, Pittsburgh, these are teams that they can easily surpass. That now you're looking at a bubble. They're them and the Islanders battling out for that last spot. I mean, this is yeah, it's possible. <laughs> It's
2: it's possible. It's I mean the Islanders are gonna be in the conversation because it's so broken. They're always gonna be in the conversation. Yeah. But if Columbus can figure out the goaltending, that they, they might be a little bit I'm not saying they're gonna be like a problem problem. Uh no,
0: I, I mean I'm, I I think Elvis is he's solid, right? I think I don't think there's too much of a problem there. The cons- the concern I have with Columbus is actually Babcock. He's going to, I mean, I, he's going to completely destroy the team.
2: You've got to think that after the whole Matthews Marner debacle, that Babcock might be coming in with a slightly different attitude. Or,
0: but why hire?
2: Or maybe, maybe people are looking around the league and saying, you know, we've had enough of you know cuz look is babcock an asshole yeah babcock is a fucking asshole but he's not like a cover up sexual assault asshole he's like a i'm not nice to my players asshole
0: yeah i yeah, I, I see what you're saying though i mean he definitely could change his tune he's he's not, obviously not an idiot i just i don't think that you hire a new and shiny babcock right <laughs> like what do you why hire him just hire someone else right I, I don't know maybe maybe they need a guy like
2: babcock but then again they, you know,
0: they just like, had torts they would go from you know, torts to babcock they They're like like psychological torture right there <laughs> oh no well they they had torts who did they hire after torts that's what i know about
1: yeah, nobody wants a shiny new Babcock. They want to They want beat up Babcock, you know, coming into the organization, just flopping around. Well,
2: I think a floppy Babcock is a good place for us to take a break. A, what do you guys think?
0: A floppy Babcock? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Let's take the break. I,
2: um, I, I I'm old, I'm old place for us to take a
0: break,
1: yeah. We're getting the sure. stage lights now, ladies and gentlemen. We're, yeah, we're, we're gonna have to go to commercial. Uh, my apologies,
0: all right. So, uh, all right, so let's take a quick break on that. And uh, when we come back, I'm probably it's just gonna be me and Dave goofing around for a bit because I think Brendan is about to hit up a barbecue. So,
2: I might stick around for a few more minutes, but we'll okay. See.
0: All right, well, then we'll just figure that out in editing. All right, stay tuned. Hey, Ranger Things listeners, you probably already know that you can subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, or just listen by visiting rangerthingspodcast.com. But did you know you can also follow us on Twitter at rangerthings23? Were you aware that you can email us at contact at rangerthingspodcast.com? Feel free to DM or email us any questions, feedback, or suggestions. Now back to the show. Uh, welcome back to Ranger Things. Uh so alright, we don't have much to talk about. It's a slow summer. Shit happens. Let's play a game. This is a game that uh you probably have heard of. It's would you rather? But this is focused on Rangers, focused on scenarios that can't could have. Maybe happened. Maybe they wouldn't. Or well, maybe it's fantastical. We don't know. But this week, um, I have a pretty good scenario. Dave, I'm going to ask you. Brendan, I'm going to ask you. I want your opinions. Feel free to ask questions. Feel free to probe into the question a bit. Um, but here it is. Would you rather have won a cup in 2014, but not again for 54 years, or beat Tampa in the Eastern Conference Finals in 22 to face the Avalanche. If the Rangers win that, there isn't another cup for 27 years. Does that make sense?
1: Okay, so so one's guaranteed and one
0: is a chance. A, a chance. Yeah, but that chance gives you a 27-year drought. The guaranteed gives you a 54-year drought. Hmm.
2: Uh, what I, happens at the end of the 27 year drought we have another chance or we're getting the cup
0: you could win the cup again it's like basically like it's a curse
1: well oh, I, uh, so i'm i'm leaning towards the latter choice because we all know sam rosen is the real curse of the new york rangers uh huh and until he dies they're probably not going to win another one anyway. so he's definitely not making 54 years and he's not making 27 more
0: years so, so you want to cash I, in sooner guaranteed. I would cash
1: in sooner you know and and the and the you know beating tampa would have been absolutely wonderful and I think they had a they had a a puncher's chance against avalanche for sure but yeah, I I would have to go with the chance. Maybe maybe it's my inner Met fan in you know, hope springs eternal. Your inner masochist. My inner masochist. That that's probably more apropos. Yeah, give me the chance, please.
0: So you you'll take a you'll you'll take a, a conference final win in twenty two last season uh, to look. to face the Avalanche. Potentially winning, potentially creating another twenty-seven
1: year. Wait, wait, wait. No, I see now see now I'm getting very conflicted because I I just remembered that would have gave Hank a cup. And yeah. that would have solidified I, him. Is, yeah, ahead, this brother. is why
2: I definitely take this is why I definitely take a cup in 14. Hank gets a cup, McDonough gets a cup, Girardi gets a cup. Callahan's name goes on the cup. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Haglin I mean, gets a cup. Hagel got one with fucking Pittsburgh. Fuck him.
2: Yeah, but Hagel gets a cup where, like, where he deserves – like, where where he belongs with us. Yeah, yeah, I think I take it. Zuccarello gets a cup. Oh, it's your boy. Yeah, my boy Zook. Mighty
1: Mouse. Yeah, I, it's it, it's tough because I, you know what, Brandon, you have a compelling argument because. You know, a chance is just a chance, but, you know, having a definite and, and having all these beloved Rangers get the cup they so, so deserved with the rain you know, with yeah. the Rangers, I <laughs> should say. Um Yeah, that's. And, and, you know, we could live another 54 years from 2014 if the world doesn't explode. Uh, in yeah. world War I right also, now. That's 2068, by the way. I also have a theory. About people
2: roughly our age. So, you know, we're 38, 39, you know, 40 to 38 in that range, the three of us. So we, like, we all got to genuinely experience 1994. Correct. As kids, you know, we weren't too young to appreciate it. And then I I have this theory that we started, you know, Like, I assume, you know, the the three of us didn't know each other in 94. But I imagine that we all, like, all of our interests in hockey first peaked uh, when Messier came to New York. Like, that's my earliest memory of hockey, was Messier coming to New York. Yeah. And then, you know, then we win the Cup. And then there's some... It's okay years, but then things get bad. But it's like we learn to be, quote-unquote, true fans through the misery, you know? And then Mm -hmm. Hank comes, and he's great. And, like, that, you know, the torch years, and there's this build. And essentially my theory is for people our age, our fandom peaked in 13, 14, 14, 15. Those were the last two years that we had. We reached the pinnacle of our fandom, and it's just been a—we're just sliding into into a jaded misery now. Yeah,
0: I can see that. You know,
2: we were in our—you know—in that was ten years ago almost. We were in our early thirties. Uh, we still partied, you know. Yeah. I think that we were we were at the summit of our New York Ranger fandom. We hadn't become jaded yet. And if they would have won, it would have been like an explosion of a like it is that's the way your fandom should peak should summit is with the championship and for us it was like uh, we you know it didn't like it just sort of ran down our leg (laughs) and and now it's just you know yeah if they would have won last year it would have been great Uh, but I want you to think about where we are in our lives right now, or where we were are in our lives when they, when they could have potentially won last year, and what going to that parade if the three of us could have even gotten to the parade, right? Compared to going to the parade when
0: we were thirty, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, you man, I'm you really know? depressed now, brother. Oh boy,
2: <laughs> like if they would have won the cup in thirteen, fourteen, there's a solid chance that one of us would not have survived the parade. We would have likely, like, out of, maybe not out of the three of us, but out of our friend group, we'd be like, oh, remember John and how he died at the parade?
0: You know? <laughs> and then, but that's the thing, we'd hit stuck watching Ranger games in his memory, and it's just like, oh my god, I'm over it now. Yeah. This but fucking at guy. At
2: least then, at least that, you know, like, I think about people who are our parents' age. You know? My dad was born in the early nineteen fifties. Placing, him, he was born in nineteen fifty one, making him thirty three. No, what 43. 43. What when the Rangers when the Rangers won the Cup? Right around, you know, right around where we are now. If they would have won the Cup just ten years sooner, my like I'm, my dad might have died.
0: I might not be here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean I agree with all of your points. I think I'll have to take the cup in 2014 for all of those reasons and then some. But I do want to clarify Dave, you brought up the Sam Rosen curse. Yeah. I think we know what it is. No one else knows what it is. Sam Rosen when he called the game, it's on it's on our intro bumper. You know, this one will last a lifetime. And I think my opinion is that this is true. It will last a lifetime. We do not know if it's Sam Rosen's lifetime or, the lifetime, lifetime. or the lifetime of everyone alive when that cup was won, right? Like, oh we, God. yeah, so we don't know. It's like, we we have to, like, a lot of people have to die for their interest to win the <laughs> Cup. Um so that's insane Sam Rosen curse. Um, I think it's his lifetime, but yeah, it's I'll take the, I'll take the 2014 cup. You know, 54 years. Well, one, Brendan, you see we win the cup as kids. You kind of like build that fandom exactly. You crescendo, like right now. If they would have won last year, exactly. Like, well, if they beat Tampa in the final, they would have got their ass handed to them by an the Avalanche. Okay, yeah.
2: but like, right, let's say we win next year. Then we're like we're at the we're at the part in our life where if they win in the next five years we can be like oh we could die happy we got to see it as adults but if they would have won in our late tw- like if they would have won in 2012 it would been in 2014 it would have been madness it would have yeah. been absolute anarchy
0: yeah absolutely I mean I'll take a cup whenever they come it comes but I'll say this. And I think, is, does anyone have anything you want to say? Because I'm going to close on this. No, I
1: I think Go Brendan ahead. hit hit the nail on the head, and you, you both have swayed my my decision to take the sure thing Cup in 2014. If you know, if given the the chance, and uh, <laughs> I think it's funny how you said, um, you know, it oh, was the
2: 30 year anniversary.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would have it would have been so. It would yeah, have been poetic. I'm
2: sorry, the 20 year, it, the 20 it would, have, anniversary.
1: it would have been very poetic, and the the topping the the icing on the cake, or, or, uh, so they say. Right. And um, in you said that you know, then you'd be able to die in peace, which I think is is kind of poetic too, because in '94 when the, the, sign, the, yep. the sign, yeah, the sign in the stands says, "Now I can die in peace." When they won, they won in the against Vancouver in Game Seven on home ice. And oh, it's got a little bit of a chill, and yeah, you you both put it you know perfectly, and there's nothing left to say about that. Give us the Definite Cup in 2014, and and that's it. I'll I'll sell you my kidney. Well, these motherfuckers aren't gonna win again
2: until we're like 60. Watch, we're gonna be 60 years old, I'm or 70 years old, and they're gonna win. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to I'm just gonna go to downtown Manhattan. And then just fucking smoke meth at the parade. at seven
0: years <laughs> <long>. <laughs> Well, the truth is, you all got the answer wrong. The, the thing is, <laughs> you got it wrong. You have them beat Tampa in the conference final, they lose to the Avalanche, and then they fucking win this season. Let's go <laughs> you That's that how happens? Happens. That's how it happens. They win this season. Sorry. Okay. Sorry guys. <laughs> well, that was would you rather? Uh all right. That was fun. All right. Well and that,
2: and that was episode four.
0: That four, was episode right? four. Well, <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. Remember, follow us on Twitter, uh Ranger 23 Subscribe on well, you're already subscribing, probably. We give a rating and a review. That's the thing we have to talk about. Ratings and reviews. Uh for Dave Pacheco. Goodbye, fellow Ranger fans. For Brendan Lyons. Bye. I'm Carlo Montanino. See you all next week. Take care.
1: Fuck Gary Batman.